Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present... The Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Blessed John Dulot We have declared the state supreme. Are you aware of that, Citizen Bishop? Do you recognize it? I'm obliged to recognize your declaration, but not its validity. Then we may assume you feel no allegiance to France. Come, priest, answer that. My first allegiance is to Almighty God. Which can be best served through your loyalty to the revolution. I doubt that. You doubt it? I doubt I can serve my God by taking an oath of loyalty to the butchers of women and children. Aristocrats, exploiters of the people. And you favor them. Neither can I favor the terror that has replaced them. Then your hand is raised against the state. While your bloody hands are raised in violence against God. And so the terror was creeping all across France in this year of 1792. As yet, the king still lived. As yet, Marie Antoinette was still alive. But the revolution had gained control of the country. And the blade of the guillotine rose and fell with sickening monotony. Nor were all the victims the aristocrats. 
Hundreds of priests were being executed. In those days, I was called Citizeness Manon Chebra. I belonged to the revolution. Or so they thought. Hurry, hurry. Come in, child. You should not be here. Oh, I wanted to get away from the stench. I wanted a moment of peace. A moment to remember there is a God. Come in here, child, and sit down. You could do with a little brandy, I think. Thank you. Thank you, Your Grace. Here now. You drink a little of this, slowly. This morning I sat and watched three young priests go to the guillotine. And I had to laugh and cheer and shout, Long live the revolution. Oh, my God. My drink, God. Drink your brandy, child. Last night we got 23 more people out of Paris. One old man. The rest, women and children. We hoped to get them out of the country. Every night we managed to get some of them away. God bless every one of you. At least we haven't yet been caught. You must be careful, Manon. I'm trusted. I... I didn't come here just to escape for a moment. Oh, I'm sure you have a better reason. They are talking about you. I expect they are, my child. They're forming a tribunal. A revolutionary tribunal. I... I think you'll be brought before it. I'm surprised I haven't been picked up before. <sighs> they still hesitate to arrest a bishop. Oh, they'll get over their hesitancy, I'm sure. You will be asked to take the oath of loyalty. You know that. At least if I'm tried for treason, it will be in public. You won't leave here, I suppose? Have you left? Did all those brave young priests leave? But you'll be in such danger. You're in danger now, my child, being in this house. Now, you'd better go. I know. Anyway, I have to be at Revolutionary Headquarters at midnight for some kind of meeting. Thank you for the brandy. God be with you, child. John DeLoe, Bishop of Arles. I'd known him most of my life. He had been a friend of my father. There was no need to tell him he was doomed. He must have known that. When I left him, I had no idea how soon I was to see him again. After the meeting at headquarters, I was left alone with Ramon Chevreau, a revolutionary leader. There are traitors among us. <laughs> we have nothing to fear from them. And sooner or later, we'll know who they are. They've formed an underground channel to help the aristocrats get out of the country. So I've been told. Have you any suspicions? No. But I'll keep my eyes and ears open. Hmm. Well, that's not why I wanted to see you. You know the Bishop Dulot, don't you? I know him. If a man like that could be influenced to take the oath of loyalty to the States, we'd have much less trouble with the Church. If these priests could be made to see that the Church can survive only by submitting to the State, it would further the revolutionary cause. You can see that. Well, if they don't see the opposite, there's always the guillotine. Yes, there's always the guillotine. 
Do you want me to talk to this priest? Reason with him. Perhaps I'll go with you. Tonight, Citizen Chevreau. The night is always a good time to talk to enemies of the state. Bishop, this is Citizen Chevreau. He is in charge of all matters relating to the church. Oh, yes. Won't you please be seated, both of you? Thank you. I let Citizeness Chevreau clarify the purpose of this visit. The revolution is providing you with a chance to serve France, Bishop. I'm grateful. You see, Citizeness, the Bishop is prepared to listen to reason. Indeed I am. Bishop, you know our position. We expect the clergy to take the oath of loyalty, placing the state above the church. Oh, I see. But I don't find that a bit reasonable, you see. Bishop, we plead with you to set an example for other clergymen to follow. You come... Life is too short, much too precious to squander on dogmatic principles that have no place in these changing times. You ask me to betray God. Oh, stop it. You ask me to become a conscious part of this vile plot against Holy Church. We ask you to think of France first. To place what was created above its creator. Let me remind you of the guillotine, Bishop. You are not immune. Am I any better than the rest of your helpless and miserable victims? That I should expect to escape their destiny? They're enemies of the people. Don't waste compassion on them. Someday you may seek compassion. Someday you may fall on your knees before God and cry out your guilt, pleading for his compassion. Never mind the damnation, Bishop. We are concerned with the revolution. Are you prepared to die for what you pretend to believe in? The early Christians didn't flinch when they were driven into the arena to die in his name. I think I might be able to borrow some of their courage. Think it over, Bishop. You have a few hours left until the morning. Good night. Come, citizeness. Uh, leave me with him. Let me talk to him alone. All right. Talk to him. You see, Bishop, she has faith in your sense of reason. still time for you to leave. No, no, child, I can't run away. Our Lord didn't run from his enemies. Other priests have run. They're in hiding. And they're still serving God, still offering mass in secret places, still refusing to take the oath. Child, my position is different. I'm in the public eye. And in public I must stand up for our Lord, if only to encourage the faithful. I know. And I couldn't help you get away. In any case. No, your work in the underground is much too valuable. You mustn't take unnecessary risks. You go now and report you couldn't change my mind. Good night, Your Grace. Good night, my dear child. He was arrested the following morning and taken to the Carmelite church on the Rue du Rennes, which was now being used as a jail the clergy. Two days later, he stood before the tribunal. The mob in the gallery was strangely quiet, and it was Chevreau who conducted the inquiry. Bishop Dulot, you have been asked to comply with the ordinance requiring all members of the clergy to take an oath of loyalty to the state, thereby placing their allegiance to the state above their allegiance to the church. 
The charge against you is that you refuse to take this oath. Is that correct? Completely. Will you tell us why? Simply because I could not subscribe to such an oath in good conscience? Bishop, let me ask you a question. Do you support the revolution? I do not condone the causes that brought it about. But I cannot have sympathy for the methods being used to implement it. I strongly denounce these. In any event, we have declared the state supreme. Are you aware of that, Citizen Bishop? Do you recognize it? I'm obliged to recognize your declaration, but not its validity. Then we may assume you feel no allegiance to France. Come, priest, answer that. My first allegiance is to Almighty God. Which can best be served through your loyalty to the revolution. I doubt that. You doubt it. I doubt I can serve my God by taking an oath of loyalty to the butchers of women and children. Aristocrats. Aristocrats, exploiters of the people. And you favor them? Neither can I favor the terror that has replaced them. Then your hand is raised against the state of France. While your bloody hands are raised in violence against God. And not in ignorance of him either. Because you are aware of him. The pagan or the heathen might be excused. Go on talking, priest. Condemn yourselves. As you condemn yourselves. As you in your blind hatred of our Lord's church condemn yourselves with your defiance of him. And with all of your ruthless barbaric atrocities. Silence, priest. And let's see how many brave words you can mouth when you go to the guillotine. He was returned to jail to await execution. But the revolution did not like martyrs, prepared to die for the Holy Church. Later that day, Chavreau talked to me again. The man himself is not important. What he stands for is. That's what I mean. He's a symbol. When we drop his head into the basket, that will be another symbol. And we defeat our purpose. Perhaps not. You're too hot-headed, my pretty little wench. If this priest would change his mind... He wouldn't. A man like that, a bishop, used to good food and good wine. I mean, he might weaken if he were starved for a few days. He might? Yeah, starvation and darkness. Elements that have softened even the hardiest of men. It's possible. It's worth trying. Then, try it. Well, Bishop, we don't usually offer a second chance, but we're inclined to leniency in your case. We're most anxious for you to have a clear mind so that you can think rationally. And too much food in the stomach is known to drug the mind. Accordingly, you will not be given food. However, at intervals of every 12 hours, food will be offered. Twelve long hours, Bishop. And here is food. All we require is your oath. I've already stated my position. We'll try again in another 12 hours. Twenty-four hours, Bishop. How's your appetite? A platter of roast mutton and some red wine. Feed it to the others. I am not hungry. Your Grace. Oh. Oh. 
see you, child. Let me help you. I need no help to die, child. They'll starve you until you're too weak to know what you're doing or saying. They're counting on that. Are you alone? Yes, for the moment. I got permission to see you. My friends are nearby. We could get you out. No, child. I couldn't even bring you food. Don't worry about it. And don't take any more risks. There's a light along the corridor there. Be careful. The card. Think it. Think it over, Bishop. What good do you think you're doing anyhow? Why not be sensible? Twenty-four hours. Forty-eight hours. Then it was three days, four days without food and with just enough water to keep him alive. I'm told he's unconscious. Suppose he dies down there. And he's not dead yet. Just weak. This might be the time to talk to him. It might be, yes. I've had him brought here. He's in the next room. Well, Bishop. Come, Bishop. He doesn't hear you. He can hear. Can't you, Bishop? You must be very weak, Bishop. Growing weaker. All you need is food. Some fresh milk. Now think of it. Fresh milk. And then tender red meat. Light red wine. The milk is beside you, Bishop. Citizeness, feed the bishop some milk. And so I forced Bishop John DeLow to take some milk. The process of partial recovery took almost an hour. And then he was able to swallow a little meat and sip a little wine. Bishop, I've told you before and I tell you again, I want to spare your life. You've not hesitated to destroy others. I'll make an exception of you. Charity will not reconcile God. You have destroyed too much of what belongs to him. Who destroys life destroys what is God. No platitudes, Bishop. No sermons. No theological philosophy. Just accept what is offered. Yes, for purely political reasons. The state wants you to live. Doesn't want a, a martyr on its hands. You can understand that. There. I'm honest about it. And if I maintain my present position? I cannot save you from the guillotine. And I cannot even regret placing you in that awkward situation. You must kill me. No. I will starve you and I'll bring you back to strength and then starve you again and again until your mind collapses and until you take the oath. I swear you will take it, ultimately. They were determined he would not die, that the guillotine would not create a martyr. Thus, the torture went on for two weeks more. And I think the thought of what that one brave man was going through inspired us to greater risks in aiding the persecuted to escape from the terror. Towards the end, I visited the bishop again. My child, my child, no tears for me. Oh, how is it going to end? As it had to end from the very start. But you have suffered enough. If I have, it must not be for nothing, child. Let me claim one small victory for our Lord. 
by walking to the guillotine. I... I can't bear to think about it. Think about your own work. Never mind me. For me, it, it, it will be over in one brief second. No, no. Why do so many of us view death so darkly? What is it, after all? The returning to our creator? If he thinks we are worthy? I know. And yet, life is so dear. I suppose it's our contribution that really matters. Our Lord gave us life. He also gave us a choice of what to do with it. I imagine he'll judge us on that score, don't you? Yes. As for myself, well, how many tens of thousands of others have died in his name? And each time one single person did die for him, it made his church that much stronger. Yes. Well, then let me see you smile, my child. To die without having served some useful purpose would be tragic. But to die for him, why, that, that is glorious. <laughs> this may be our last meeting, Manon. On earth, anyway. We shall be together in prayer. And in prayer, joined with our Lord, always remember that. Yes. Yes, I will. He remains stubborn. Yes. They die. They go on dying. They could save themselves so simply, and yet they die. I keep thinking about that. It sickens me. Sickens me. Strange words, citizen. Strange words from one of our leaders. Are these so strange? You think I enjoy condemning a priest to death? Only you can know that, citizen. Only I can know, yes. Only I and Almighty God. You look at me strangely. You're thinking of denouncing me to the Revolutionary Tribunal? Then denounce me. Suddenly I don't care. Suddenly I'm sick of all this bloodshed. So denounce me if you want to. I did not know how sincere he was. And so I could not trust him enough to confide in him. One learns not to trust in a revolution. Perhaps he suspected me and was setting a trap I didn't know. And I could take no chances. I didn't know at that time that he was going to see the bishop. Bishop, Your Grace, I cannot spare your life. I cannot save it. But if it were possible, and if you wanted me to, I would save you. But it is not even possible. You must die. The order is out. What is it, my son? I... I plead for your blessing. Can you understand that? Yes, thank God. I have sinned, Father. I want to confess. Will you listen to my confession? As our Lord will listen. Kneel down, my son. Thank you.
morning, the mob assembled. The 11 aristocrats who were executed provided some entertainment, but the word had spread that on this day someone of great importance was to be killed, and the crowd waited with expectancy. I was there, and so sick at the pit of my stomach, I knew I could not watch. Meantime, Chavreau spent the final few seconds of the bishop's life beside him. I haven't the courage to die with you. But after this, I shall leave France and, and work for the refugees across the border. As God is your witness, my son. As God is my witness. Then talk to Manon. I think I've always really suspected her. I thank you for your trust. It must be time for us to leave. The crowd is waiting. Yes. Yes. Lord, I thank thee for this opportunity to die in thy name. Lord, as I walk through the valley of death, I behold thy redeeming spirit in all those assembled here. Have compassion on them. For thou knowest that each one is seeking fulfillment without knowing in which direction to seek it. Let thy radiant light shine through me now so that it will reach into their darkness. God be with you, your grace. Goodbye. Goodbye, my son. It happened before the bishop could walk into public view. As he left Chevreau, three shadows leaped from a courtyard doorway and three knives struck down the bishop. Oh, my God. My God. The crowd is waiting. Where is the bishop? Dead. Assassinated. They preferred it that way for their own mad reasons. Let's get away from here. There's no place for us to talk. Come, mademoiselle. We'll spread word that the bishop was martyred. It will not be kept secret. He died for the Holy Church, and that shall be known. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS, 
We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.